Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagan Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. I was uh, incredibly aware in, uh, during Father Dermot's introduction when he said there were no tribunals that I had said very little at that stage. Um, so hopefully I'm not about to get myself in trouble. Um, um, this has been an incredibly uh, special, special evening and a, an amazing time of the year. Um, I was uh, looking through some old photographs during this week. I found an old uh, hard drive that we keep uh, all sorts of family photos on. And my wife and I celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary last month. And on the flash drive were our wedding photos, which to our shame, we've never had printed or put up. Uh, but there was a photograph of Dana walking down the aisle on our wedding day. And it's a moment that I will never forget. I'm standing at the front, just in front of the altar, and um, Bob, the pastor who was doing uh, the wedding, kind of looked at me, she's here, and I glanced over my shoulder, and uh, I've never been the same since, and that's the absolute truth. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I remind Dana often that she's beautiful, but 15 years later, I don't experience that kind of moment too often. And the sad thing is, that's how things go, often for us with the most important things in our lives. They can become all too familiar and in their familiarity, they lose some of their meaning. At this time of year, as we remember this story, my fear is that all too often, the familiarity of the story clouds some of its wonder and its meaning for us. Regardless of where you are on your own faith journey, no doubt you could recite some of the story that we've been retelling. Virgin conception, a journey to Bethlehem, no room at the inn, the baby born in a manger, the angels appearing to shepherds and the wise men making their journey to the stable. That uh, passage about the wise men that Jade uh, just read for us, I, I wanna just take a moment for us to stay in that part of the story for, for, for just a few minutes because it's a completely crazy part of the story. We're so familiar with it, these three wise men who incidentally, nowhere is it recorded that there were actually three. We know that there were three gifts but actually the text in chapter two of Matthew's gospel reminds us that as they were leaving Jerusalem, there was a, a bit of a raucous. In fact, historians reckon that this was more like a traveling village than three individuals. These magi or magicians to give them their full title, which is what they were. They were magicians from the East, astrologers, men who spent their lives taking Minerals that weren't worth much and supposedly changing them into gold. Men who could look at the sky and tell people their future. Until one day the sky changed for them. They saw a star that hadn't been there before. And they interpreted it as a message 
that a new king was about to arrive on the earth. And so they did what all good seekers do. They followed the star. And they went on their pilgrimage. And they found themselves in the court of King Herod with a question, a particularly foolish question, if you ask me. They asked the then king, where has the new king been born? And of course, Herod said, what are you, what are you talking about? And they said, we've seen a star. And we've come, we've come to worship him. I wonder how often you think about worship. It's maybe a bit of an outdated concept or idea. C.S. Lewis said this, he said, the world rings with praise. Lovers praising their mistresses, readers praising their favorite poet, walkers praising the countryside, players praising their favorite game, praise of weather, praise of wines, praise of actors, motors, horses, countries, historical personages, children, flowers, and mountains. As human beings, we were designed, created to worship. A helpful question for us at this time of year perhaps is to whom or what has your worship? These magicians were seeking one worthy of their worship. Now it's interesting and important to note that these magicians from the East, they are not Jews. They're seekers, seeking more than life has given them to date. And I wonder how many of us can relate to that. When we first started Lagan Valley Vineyard just over 11 years ago, we met in a little shop front just down the road in Haslam's Lane. It's now a nail salon, although the little grapes are still on the window if you look closely. But just down from the little shop front that we met in, someone had written some graffiti on the wall. It wasn't overly artistic, but it was pretty hard hitting. It just said these words, there must be more. And every Sunday, as I walked from Wallace Avenue round to church, I walked past those words, there must be more. This is the cry of these magicians from the East. They gaze at the stars, they practice all of their magic. Evidently with a question or a declaration, there must be more. And when the star appeared, they followed it. Their pursuit has led them to a foreign land, seeking one worthy of their worship. I keep saying this because it really matters. These men are from outside of the family. They are not Jews. Why is this important? Well, Matthew who wrote this gospel is answering an incredibly fundamental question when it comes to the coming of Christ and the inauguration of God's kingdom on the earth. The question that he's answering with this story is the question, who's invited? Who's invited? Invitations are incredibly powerful things. Some of you will remember the media frenzy at King Charles's coronation around that particular question, who's invited? Some of you perhaps Remember the turbulence of maybe your own wedding plans 
when you got to that question and a parent or a grandparent reminded you that that old aunt that you don't know, maybe don't like, needs to be invited. You see, with an invitation comes something, a declaration. You matter. You're valued. I see you. You are important. This story about these foreigners making their way into the birth story of Jesus answers the question in its most fundamental and profound way, who's invited? They're outsiders. They're not the esteemed religious leaders of the day. They're not the prestigious families in Israel. They're foreign pilgrims who up until this moment have been worshiping other or even false gods. This story tells us one of the most important and fundamental truths of the gospel that we are well advised to remind ourselves of over and over and over again at Christmas. The truth is this, what you seek is more important than what you believe. What you seek is more important than what you believe. You see, Israel at the time of Jesus' birth was full of people who believed all of the right things. And somehow, it was a bunch of foreign astrologers who make their way to his birth celebration. We live in a time that is hyper about what we believe. It's hardly a week goes by when someone doesn't get cancelled for being brave enough to actually say what they believe. This little part of the world has been ravaged by the differences of our beliefs over the years. Unionism, nationalism. And yet this story, this story takes us to a profound question for all of us. What if what you seek is more important than what you believe? How you answer the question, what is it that you're seeking, will determine the kind of place that our children and grandchildren call home. But much more important than that, how you answer the question, what is it that you seek determines the sense of loneliness or homeliness that you find in your very soul. Because the great tragedy of the nativity story is many of us could tell the world the beliefs, but we've never actually met Jesus. The presence personal presence of Jesus 
is what this story is all about. That God wouldn't be some distant deity in some far off place. But that he would come to us through the womb of a peasant teenager to declare to the world, Emmanuel, God with us. The reality is, in this moment, I have no idea where you would put yourself on any kind of belief spectrum. If we were to do Sunday school Bible quiz right now, many of you perhaps could get most of the beliefs right. For some of you, the honest answer is you're perhaps not got the faintest idea what it is you actually believe. But this story takes us deeper than that to a more important question. What is it that you seek? Who is it that you seek? Because the Christmas declaration from Almighty God incarnated in the person of Jesus is it doesn't actually matter what you believe if you just come. If you just come. These foreigners make their way to Jesus seeking someone worthy of their worship and when they arrive in that stable with all of the muck and mess and a newborn baby in his mother's arms. The text says they fell down and worshiped. These wise men from the East remind us that we are all invited to come, to come to him by whatever route we can and to bring with us the best gifts we can find. I wonder this Christmas, how will you respond to his invitation to come?